Arts of Spirituality podcast. This is your host, Myra. This podcast takes us on a journey to finding new ways of spirituality that can help us ascend to our higher self and be one with the universe. Hi, friends. Today we have Jose Mateos back again on our podcast and we're going to be talking about the dreams you guys sent in and a little bit more about what Jose's been up to. So, hi, Jose. How are you? I'm doing phenomenal. How are you? I am good, too. Um, it's been crazy, um, especially with, like, sleep. I don't know what it is about, like, this year and sleep. It's just, you know, 2023 should have been, like, a better year for sleep, but it's not. Yeah, like, this week for sleep for me has been completely off. I fell asleep last night at, like four and it wasn't it wasn't because i didn't want to sleep it was i was just trying to sleep and my body's just like hey there's things we could be doing right now there's things we could be doing i'm like yeah we could be sleeping right now yeah well there's things we could be doing (laughs) come on man come on exactly i was actually just telling someone last night they're like when do you sleep i'm like if only you knew i have to beg myself to sleep like come on go to sleep (laughs) yeah same thing with you What have you been up to? Any updates on your your life right now, your career? I know you have exciting news. So as of right now, I am still working on my book. It is in its, its last edit. It's in a, like the final stage for editing. Uh, that's The book has been interesting because I, I, I have everything listed and jotted and organized very specifically. And I still have been learning and reading and doing more so it's uh it's really meticulous to have to go in and individually hit pointers and edit them or have to shift entire entire sections over and we'll we'll discuss a little bit of of the melding that i'm doing with what i've been learning on top of the podcast that i have released I'm also doing dream work with individuals on the side, which is what led to this episode today. The podcast is called Mental Realm of Existence. I know that you yourself have gone through your bouts of anxiety and and even with the uh, your knowledge of the spirituality arts or the arts of spirituality, you've been able to to work on yourself, but it's always been like, it's always been like outside forces driving inward and it, it you know you'll be able to testify and others will too that it wasn't until they decided to face themselves in the dream state to, to understand what's really going on to really know where they are in their life and I, I'm really glad that there were a couple of listeners that, that uh, are on your show that wanted their dreams breaking down or broken down what I received was like I'm sure these people spent no more than 30 seconds like consciously involved in this dream. I consciously enough to remember something to come back into the, you know, their waking state and think what on earth just happened to me? Right? But but 9 times out of 10 we just brush it off cuz we think, you know, life is calling. I got to get up, I got to get to work, I got to I got to go somewhere. Yeah, but all those things that your dreams are trying to tell you you're still pushing back. And we did have a lot of listeners who were like, well, I don't remember my dreams, um, you know, and that was also a factor. Like the few that we did get, it was based on like them remembering, like actually remembering their dreams. So, but yeah, definitely. I think that like, you know, obviously the listeners know about my anxiety and the things that I have gone through in the past year with it and how I made like a huge transition into like just focusing on what I want to do and even then like the anxiety was still there right but it wasn't until like I spoke to you about what was going on and then like obviously we did the podcast and we talked about um what lucid dreaming was and then we we spoke on the side like you helped me out with my dream work or whatnot and I think we did like maybe two or three dreams that we were like back and forth like okay maybe you should do this this time and do that and then you you gave me like suggestions for like breath work and mantras to do and they were very effective like I remember the first one that I had um you gave me a mantra where which was like asking myself my subconscious to show me the exact moment so I could heal that moment and then go back into it so we could find out the root of the problem and I wouldn't say so much like the root but like the the moment that it became way too much I guess you could say like it literally did change who I was right 
Yeah. I woke up the next day and I remember texting you and like, okay, this is what I dream. And then we got on a call and you're like, this is what your dream is saying. Obviously, you did the mantra like, I want to know why it's really tied into work. Like, why is it that I, only at work I was feeling this way? Like, I would go home and I would still have like the aftermath of the panic attack, but it was like mostly at work, right? Um, or when I thought about work or when I wanted to go to work, um, those kind of scenarios. And in the dream, I was looking at myself in a mirror, but that reflection wasn't conscious. Like it wasn't like I wasn't looking in the mirror, like my reflection. It was more like I was looking in a mirror for a to a person that is me that I'm not really seeing. Um, but that person was like crying. And once I like spoke to her, like, hey, what's going on? What's wrong? Um, that what you call, right? Like an archetype, right? Um, became conscious and then just kind of like shown me the specific moment in time where everything that I have gone through like as a child and growing up being a certain and specific type of person when it became too much right and that was like the first time I met a mentor that actually led me to reach levels of my career right like it was because she nitpicked at everything that I did that I had to be a perfectionist like I had been a perfectionist my whole life but that's when it truly truly meant something right because then from there my career took off because everything that I did it was like it had to be perfect I think it leads right back into that because something in me was triggered like it's okay to be a perfectionist because you get rewarded for being a perfectionist when we talked about like what the dream meant you're like well that's the moment it wasn't like you weren't already there it was like you had been there but that's the moment that you felt like you truly did have to be that person and that's when I was like oh okay so now that I know this like I'm gonna heal from it or come back from it but it does take some time right because it's like layers right so what what we don't realize is uh that we still have this energetic trauma caked in, right? Because when you had spoken to me about the anxiety, this was this was the peak or climax of your life, having this much anxiety. You're like pennies in a bucket, and you were carrying it your entire life, and you had no idea why. You're you're this woman. You have a good job. You know you're you're doing things for yourself, and yet you still feel like you have to in a sense please mommy and daddy right because it's you you hold yourself so accountable because you wanted to get the job done you weren't able to understand why so a psychologist named Carl Jung had invented the the 12 archetypes the archetypes you were mentioning earlier and these categories make up different fractals different personas of a person right different different compiled conscious and subconscious constructs right so someone may spend their entire life being an angry person but they still have that little sliver of good inside of them but it's been dwindled down so much if we were to convert this over to the dream state what we now can see is that the time we spend avoiding but still suffering from it the time we spend worrying about it and not doing it, the time we spend chasing ourselves like, like a dog with, a, with its tail, the times we spend setting ourselves back instead of learning and finding out how to deal with it, we give energy and at some time we give these archetypes in our dream state sentience. With, with, with each penny in the bucket, there's this there's the physical and there's the energetic side right so it's growing on two different levels you might not recognize one side because you don't see the value there anymore because it holds quote-unquote no weight but the other side of that coin still has value and this this is this is I think one of the greatest discoveries for for lucid dreaming is the understanding that that there are fractals of you within the dream state that you can actually you can talk to and you can deal with like you said you, i had you ask that piece of you why like 
what why are you feeling this way why are you like this why why are you so angry towards me and and now you have an answer right now now this thing is telling you well this this fear i feel this way because of x y and z and this this is the sentience you're asking this energy this energetic fractal of you why won't you assimilate back come back and be whole i can't be whole because of this right you've spent so much time pushing me away and worrying about me that now i'm just i'm just this wandering thing that doesn't know how to come back home so like personally for me i had a uh, i used to have a lot of of trauma that i had to deal with from my childhood and even I'm 33 now, even in like my late 20s, up to 28, I was still dealing with like issues between me and my mom and, and me and myself as a, as a child, right? And like the, the stuff I went through. So after learning how to talk and confront an archetype, right? Because if, let's, let's say that you're dreaming and an archetype presents itself to you. It's a piece of you that, that needs help and, and it's struggling and it tries to run to you to latch on because it doesn't know what else to do, right? This is the, this is the, the box that you've put it in and filled it in. So this is what it's doing with itself. You're not lucid. You're not conscious. You're, you're, you're acting on quick impulse. So if this thing runs up to you and needs help, what are you going to think in your head? Oh, God, this thing is going to attack me, right? This this thing might try to harm me, this, this, that, and the other. So what happens is this intent that's carried out from you goes right into that archetype of you. And however you feel, if you're running away, there's no way I'm going to be fast enough. It's going to pop up right up on the side of me. That, that quote-unquote thought or knowledge, that intent, means that this is going to happen. And sure enough, it'll pop right up, right? So... One night, I decided to lucidly deal with this trauma, and I, I, I set a mantra for for myself, saying that I was going to deal with the childhood trauma that I had. I was going to talk to the child, and I wanted to deal with all of my trauma from my childhood in one night because I just I was tired of it, right? And I knew that the 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 absolution of the effect in the dream world relies upon the absolution of the intent. It has to be infallible. And and when I became lucid, I was in a clear white space. There was a just a house that resembled the house that, that we grew up in, and me, my mom, my sister, and my dad before my, my mom had left. And there's this little boy playing in the dirt outside and this little boy is so happy he just he's dirt in his face dirt on his arms and he comes running up to me and instantly starts talking to me and talking to me now what happens to me is that when i see him run up to me i have a quick flash of all the times that I ran up to authoritative figures, to, to the elders, to, to friends and family and, and wanted to share my success and I remembered all of the emotions that had been generated towards me and it was crazy because I actually charged up my body and I released this energy right onto the kid. I blew up on the kid for no reason. The kid just came up and like, let me show you something. And I was like, what are you doing? Stupid, blah, 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 get the hell out of my face, go away. And like the kid ran in the house crying. So you see, I lost a piece of my lucidity. I lost enough lucidity to confront that piece of me with the same way that I feel everyone had viewed me so I I brought all that all that experience right back and instead of helping with the trauma I just I, I ended up doubling down on that right so right after the kid runs inside this this mom runs outside and she's in my face don't you talk to my kid like that blah 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 getting real crazy the only other person i've ever known in my life like that is my mom so i was like okay this has to be the representation of her i right I, like i had gained my lucidity after the kid ran back inside i was like what am i doing i was supposed to speak to that kid like you you slipped 
and then the mom came outside and I was like okay well this 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 is a better shot for me so while she was screaming and yelling I hugged her and I said I accept you with uh, with all the unconditional love I have inside of me and I, I embraced her and she stopped yelling and embraced me and she dissipated into this pink and white glow that ended up reabsorbing itself back into my body and I woke up and I, I thought about like the memories involving my mom I thought about the some of the most craziest things that me and my mom have been through and it was like both sides of that coin didn't matter I was able to see the coin and the coin reminded me of that memory but that coin no longer needed to be in the bucket because it wasn't like the rest of them this coin didn't belong in that pile you know what I'm saying like since since that night my my issues with my mom they've ceased and me and my mom we've had an amazing relationship since then I love that because like your dream kind of is a representation of like sometimes we think our traumas come from a certain aspect like you were trying to heal your inner child right like you mentioned like uh, all their grown-ups will tell you spe uh, specific things like yell at you for being you for being like a child kind of thing right but that kind of led into something with your mom you know what i'm saying like it led into like maybe possibly like anger towards your mom or resentment towards your mom but then when you heal that, then you realize like, oh, I could actually, you know, my mom actually did defend me. Mm -hmm. She had the best intentions for me, even when I didn't see it. Yeah, she did the best with what she could. Yeah. And that's that's a thing, like psychologically speaking, we never, if, if you ask somebody about themselves, they'll never give you the clinical answer. They'll give you the observational answer because they're desensitized to doing this they're desensitized to doing that right you might say like i'm a good person i hold open the door for old people but i also cut them off in traffic because they drive too damn slow <laughs> you, you see what i'm saying so yeah. like once i was able like you said once i was able to to negate that that trauma once i was able to to wash it off and reabsorb that energy i was able to look at the memories with a totalitarian experience with with analyzing every single point of view hitting different perspectives because i wasn't scared to think about it in this way right like oh how did my mom think about me as a kid or oh, worried to even consider that and then thinking like wow okay so she did she did really care i was just going through like you said so much you just blind absolutely that's amazing how many years of therapy was that <laughs> like you healed in one dream that side i like the child part of me i decided to break down into, into clumps because um my entire childhood experience balled up into one archetype that was that was a very powerful that intent from that child was almost infallible but but the the trauma connected just completely overwhelmed me for a second and i like i i it's at least i feel right now that it's better for me to to do that in chunks but the the ptsd with my mom and and other authority authoritative figures and elders how i feel about them that stuff got swept up in one night we 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 have we have the absolute power to sweep that up in one night or to take our leisurely time and attack pieces we we have that ability with within our dream state we have access to a side of us that registers data every single day but doesn't doesn't give it to us because we we in our waking state only take 10 percent of this data that we're getting I'm saying, okay, this is the most important, this is most pertinent data that I have to my day, to my life. Everything else is 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 just not needed, and everything else is usually trauma. It's usually bad memories. It's usually a terrible breakup, you know? And, like, in even, no matter how much time passes, you might think that it doesn't bother you anymore, but it's it's woven in there. It's in the back it of your head. Woven. Yeah, exactly, it's woven in there, and... and with with people learning from this episode on how to become 
lucid, people are going to be able to, to, to tackle that. People who have cyclical nightmares, people who suffer from war crimes, you know, like people who served overseas who still can't sleep at night because of these reoccurring nightmares. This, this is the 90% trying to speak to it. This is, this is the piece of them, a sliver of them that is trying to make itself whole again and they don't understand why. And I'm excited because I think just from breaking down the dreams that we have, they're not lucid dreams, but we can map out the little that we know. And the intent from learning this, just the, just, just the, the knowledge of learning this today for this episode is going to embed itself consciously and subconsciously in the dreamer. It's just up to them to see the priority of this knowledge to move forward with it. We ask people to make sure that they they jot down like six uh, key components on there, right? Which was one, what was the weather like in your dream? Two, what time of day was it in your dream? Three, what colors were in your dream? Four, how, how many figures are in your dream? Five, is, is this an, a reoccurring dream? Six, any particular symbols in in your dream that stand out? So these were some of the questions that were asked when you submitted your your actual dream. So the first person was Jessica. Um, she noted that the weather was sunny but cloudy towards the end. It was daytime and it was not a recurring dream. So she writes to us saying, I was in a college cafeteria when a guy next to me started to choke. I started helmet manure and he started to throw up all over me. All my arms were thrown up on and he fell to the ground. All of a sudden, I see a green liquid coming out of his ear. Then he got up and jumped out the window. Outside the window, there was an ocean and he turned into the sea monster like in Disney's Luca. That's when I looked to the sky and it turned dark and cloudy. Like I said earlier, in learning new things, I've had to assimilate new information and i'm really happy that you sent me the dreams and i ended up picking up this book that i've had for a bit because it, it really kind of worked together I, I i'm currently reading a book called the tibetan yogas of dream and sleep and I've, i'm learning in this book that the the art of lucid dreaming the practice of lucid dreaming has been in Tibetan culture for over a thousand years and with 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 a with a skill with an art form developed that long I mean let, let's take karate into consideration how long has karate been around and every like at least everyone pretends to you know oh, fake fight and stuff right but but with with something this potent with a third of our life having or with a third of our life being accessible to us this entire time and and us deeming it just a simple act of sleep is is asinine so i've learned that when we go to sleep at night right we have seven main chakra points eight now since we're going to count the the one between our feet the zero chakra i've learned that six out of these these eight points are used for, for accessing different realms of sleep, different mental realms of existence. That's that's the name of my podcast, everyone. Now, in order to access these realms, we we use the frequency of our emotions to then ride that wave into this chakra point. So if we look at the, the lowest one, the hell realm, where beings are always angry the 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 we'll say that the energetic currency of the hell realm is anger is aversion is is hatred is, is outrage right it's it's all these things and the chakra is at the soles of the feet so you might not be able to feel that at night but your consciousness will collect itself however much you feel is necessary right because you think sleeping is just sleep so you end up you end up just like siphoning and bottlenecking a lot of your consciousness and that last emotion if you fall asleep angry hating the world feeling resentful and stuff you will end up in this realm where the archetypes 
of you are speaking and acting in this manner and then the entities the other beings within these realms will also act in this manner because this is where they live so I, I'm, I'm not going to break all of them down i'll just break them down as we go along because there's pff, we're yeah. not going to spend yeah. all day doing this right i <laughs> to our podcast <laughs> yeah yeah for real you guys get some popcorn so the in jessica's dream it started off sunny and it ended just dreary gloomy it was it was dark and stuff right i've learned that the what's known as the god realm the the realm of of of, of deities the realm of, of of higher beings the the emotion to to enter this state is the collection of the five the five before it is the collection of envy jealousy ignorance greed and hatred it's it's a it's a conglomerate of these emotions to enter this this sixth uh, realm, which is the access point is through the crown chakra, right? So, in this realm, things start off sunny and they end dreary, and we're gonna we're gonna see why. It is written that the entities within this realm have exhausted their own resources and rely on utilizing ours. The entities within this realm, they feed off of us, and when we analyze this dream, we're going to understand why, because Jessica thinks that she just ended up in a happy cafeteria and saved somebody's life. What Jessica doesn't realize is that within this realm of a pleasurable distraction, she is in this cafeteria. If she stops and she analyzes her emotions and her, her memories for this cafeteria, she will understand why the cafeteria was picked, because I do. A cafeteria is a gathering of friends and foes and, and, and a mix of everyone else in between. A full cafeteria can represent many supporters or, support, or many unknown factors that give way to maliciousness or negativity. Now, there's only one person in this nice sunny place right this 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 i'm gonna call it an entity because the archetypes want to express themselves to you whereas the entities they they go a little further when it comes to other figures in the dream i think one of the hardest points is is discerning whether the figure is an archetype which is a sentient fractal of consciousness or an energetic being that is not a part or byproduct of you, a separate sentient existing being. This being in this this nice sunny day at this 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 college cafeteria that she enjoyed so much starts choking, and she immediately, with all with all the intent that she has inside of her, she immediately latched onto it and and applied the intent to save his life, right? what we're not realizing when we do this in our non-lucid state what we're not realizing is that any kind of acceptance or, or opening towards an entity means an exchange of information the entities within this realm they have no more resources their their way of continuing is is through rebirth and this is exactly what happens she jumps over to, to save this this entity's life she has the intent of saving this entity's life. If, if it was a dreary and dark and gloomy, abandoned-looking cafeteria and someone sitting next to her that she doesn't even recognize started choking, she's not going to sit there and help it. She's going to wonder, why am I here? How did I even get here? Right? That, that wouldn't be the plausible trap because she would question it before she would open herself up to it. Instead, she jumped right into it like a lifeguard she she gave over an egregious amount of energy potent energy because the intent was to save somebody's life and that intent is never weak unless you don't want to save their life right because you care you care if i see somebody choking in front of me everything everything inside of me is going to want to help them out and everything inside of her wanted to help out so she exchanged a large amount of energy this entity then throws up onto her. It gives her the negative energy. It gives her the, the, the useless, the, the discharge, whatever, the, the, the stuff that is not working for it anymore. 
it then collapses over right, the green liquid which i see as the the energetic uh like a little energetic discharge of the rebirth came out of the ear right it just kind of drooled out or dripped out this beam then jumps up jumps out the window turns into a sea monster and jumps into an ocean that that, that she did not know was outside that entire time now let's say the being fell over and started choking and while she was leaning over she looked out the window and she saw what was happening there was a whole ocean and stuff this would have stopped everything right but what she ended up doing because she's not lucid what she ended up doing was giving everything over to it and uh, more than enough for for it to to carry itself for a while and she's now stuck with whatever it gave her and that 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 can be a whole mixed bag because in in a world where we are essentially an amorphous blob we're not a we're not like a solidified like we are in our waking state we don't have skin to help solidify us we are energy in that realm in all these realms we are energy and everything we perceive is just a makeup of energy she perceives the cafeteria because the energetic makeup was was supposed to be something that that was of a, a pleasurable distraction to her right i can't tell you if an entity can fully see into our thoughts and our stuff but i can tell you that in a world where we spend a third of our life focusing on and, and even less considering our time during that in in a world where where our intent to to not be conscious we end up turning ourselves into like essentially into two-year-olds a two right a two-year-old is impulsive making quick decisions and not really thinking why a two-year-old is tunnel visioned they don't really look around and try to analyze everything because they're you know they're on the move they're on the move like they'll look around but they don't know how to register these things a two-year-old is influenced by outside forces and really can't stand its own and use use the constructs that it has developed already to, to formulate its own solidified persona, right? And the last one, a two-year-old also assimilates itself to the scene. A, a two-year-old, if it's hungry, will whine instead of, you know, questioning the, the, the hunger, questioning where it's coming from. A two-year-old will act out of base instincts because this one thing is supposed to mean that, and that's it. And that's what we do in our dreams. Every night, every night we subconsciously tell ourselves, yeah, well, this is a dream. I'm getting ready. I want to tune out. 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 If you were to go to work and you're a dispatcher for police and your job, like you're just like, I want to go to work and tune out. I want to go to work and tune out. I want to go to work and tune out. There's going to be a lot of deaths that day. You know what I'm saying? But you're you're doing this when you go to sleep because you feel comfortable doing it. And when we when we do this to ourselves, we open ourselves up to these kind of traps. We open ourselves up to this. It's a lot of these energetic beings within these dream within our dream states. A lot of them are predatorial. And at the end of the day, who wouldn't be? If I knew there there is a a, a race of people around here who for whatever reason purposefully make themselves dim-witted whenever they pop through and show up and and like their resources are things that i can use yeah come on at some at some point in time someone's going to take advantage of that because if you're not using it why do you need it it's so funny like your interpretation um because when when you're describing how there's like symbology in all of this right like the throw up like it left behind whatever whatever it purged right whatever purged out, it left on her. Um, in Spiritismo or in, in um, the spiritual realm, like people who practice um, spirituality, with, working with like entities and stuff like that, they know that 
when someone purges, they're purging negative energy, like especially like with the cleaning or like with uh, let's say that they're having some sort of work or something happens while they're doing any magical spell or whatever the case is. You're purging, you're purging something out. Jessica and anyone else who who has this instinct, I'm going to let you know if you've had these kind of dreams, you need to start questioning yourself in your waking state as to like when you visit these kind of situations or when they're forced upon you or whenever it happens, you need to question how much you're giving and what are you receiving? Whether it be time, money, energy, anything that you're doing, if if you're not gauging it properly, if you're just doing it because you just feel that you're a quote unquote good person, if you're just doing it just to do that, this want to help people becomes a self-destructive habit when you don't understand the boundaries and limitations that you should have. We we give ourselves up so freely sometimes. Like personally, I'm I, I love helping people and for a while it was self-destructive as well until I really started understanding what's the ratio versus the value of my self-respect and and the time that I'm giving away, you know, with, along with like what I'm getting reciprocated with from the other parties. So Jessica, definitely, definitely take the time and, and whoever else has this kind of uh, issue or situation they're going through, take the time out to really think about why it is you do the things that you do. And next time when a trap tries to get sprung, it's gonna have to be better to fool you, but you'll just have to, you'll just have to, like I said, subconsciously, this data is gonna be registered into you. So it's just up to you to prioritize that in the future. So our second dreamer is Lorena. She noted that she can't remember the weather, but that it was nighttime and it's not a recurring dream. So this is what she tells us. In my dream, I was with my boyfriend and his cousin that lives with us. We were going out for dinner. We were at a steakhouse. They took us to the back room. I saw a red divider and then the cross that was set up behind my uncle's coffin during his funeral service. I started yelling, freaking out, asking my boyfriend, why did he take me there? That sounds kind of scary. <laughs> it does. So when I saw this and I read this dream, there are there were two different realms that I would have put this, this dream into. There's a realm called the hungry ghost realm. And the primary emotion of that realm is greed. And the chakra entry point is through the sexual organs, through the, uh, the root chakra. I decided that this wasn't it because that realm it, it deals with an insatiable need to assimilate and accumulate other things. And and in that realm, when you ingest, like if you saw food and you started eating it, like that food would leave a burning sensation inside of you. And that's because that food doesn't belong there. It. I decided that it wasn't this one. It was actually the hell realm that I brought up earlier. Where, where anger is the seed emotion and the chakra entry points to the soles of the feet. Now, in this realm, when we get overwhelmed in there, we, we tend to go to these situations that involve us becoming angry. And just like I said before, when we don't understand what's going on, we choose to, to, to just act without really thinking. When she was being walked into the restaurant by the boyfriend and the cousin, I can say for certain that these were not archetypes. These were entities leading the way. She she has a predisposition, a, a makeup of how she sees the boyfriend and the boyfriend's cousin, right? I'm not going to speak to that, but however she saw them was apropos enough for them, for these entities to embody that figure to allow the trust factor to kick in. You might be mad at me, but you still trust me, right? So they, they lead her into the restaurant and they go to a back room. What are back rooms usually meant for? Private events, intimate events, celebrations of things, right? Like hall, milestone and hallmark events are, are usually in the back rooms. What she walks in and sees is the red divider and the cross from her uncle's funeral. And instead of questioning, instead of questioning, she turns around and she lashes out with the intent 
of of giving these guys not to not to use a pun but in the intent of giving them hell she wants to let them know that she's angry she wants to let them know that they messed up she's freaking out when you're freaking out like that there's a multitude of emotions that are just leaving you and as i said earlier the intent to save someone's life is strong the same way the intent to freak out when you don't know how to manage these kind of things is also very strong she connects herself to these entities and allows this exchange of energy. She doesn't remember them doing anything back, so I can't tell you if it was a two-way street or a one-way street of, of energetic exchange, but she definitely gave them a quote-unquote piece of her mind. And when you give somebody a piece of your mind, you're giving them a, a, a potent piece of you. It's not like, hey, look when you're crossing the street next time. You could have got hit by a car. It's no. Let me explain everything to you why this is all wrong. Right? She didn't she didn't say, you guys, what's going on? She just immediately started lashing out. And these beings, these beings have enough experience to know that I can take on this form, or at least you will you will recognize this energetic makeup as this person. And you like you're gonna sit there and you're gonna fall for this, and that's exactly what happened. Lorena and anyone else who has this kind of ability to lash out with with uh, with a tantamount of energy, you really have to start analyzing why it is that you get mad. You have to start asking yourself why. If you're in the mix and you're already blowing up, you have to ask yourself why am I reacting this way. Well, I'm reacting this way because of this. Well, why does this matter? Well, this matters because of this. Well, why does that matter? Well, that matters because of this. And at some point in time, you're going to strike a chord. At some point in time, you're going to find something that's like, man, this is a 20-year-old memory. Why am I shivering? Why is my body quaking? And why do I feel this way? And this would be the perfect time for you to sit there and, and deal with it on a waking level. But if you're going to sleep at night, you can set the mantra, Lorena and others who have this kind of anger problem, you can set a mantra where you want to meet, not confront, but you want to meet the archetypes of you that have these issues. And they're not going to pop up as, as recognizable people from your waking state. They're going to pop up as your dream archetypes. They're going to come in different forms. They're going to want to speak to you. And all you have to do, even if you don't become lucid, all you have to do is set the intent that you are going to meet them and you're going to discuss things and you, you want to let go. You have to fall asleep with the intention of wanting to let that go. And in your dream state, it'll be up to you to choose left or right. And how many times do we not like dream about being upset with a, a specific person that we know in our waking world and then waking up and you're still mad at that person, you know, like, or you're in a certain mm -hmm. scenario, you know? So what I'm, I'm learning from your interpretations is that these beings obviously could, could be an archetype, but they could also be beings that could feed off of the anger that you have the the negative emotion she was probably you know who knows if her uncle passed recently and you know she was probably still grieving so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what i'm understanding is that they take what could trigger you for you to have a certain reaction and then feed on that energy okay so you mentioned earlier having that dream being angry and waking up feeling angry where is that anger coming from if it's not being generated by us, right? This this energetic exchange that, that Lorena went through, I can almost guarantee you she woke up mad at her boyfriend for some for 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 some kind of reason, right? If if she didn't find something, then she probably was just mad for some reason. Like why why would he do this? This is my dream. Why would he do this? These entities, when we have this exchange. We carry that into our waking state. We harbor this energy. We give we give it more and more and more. We give it more definition. And when we go back to sleep again, we end up right back where we were. Because we're taking what we're getting and we're carrying it through our waking state. Like I said, and we're just adding more to it. And we come back. We're like, here you go. This is what I have. So our dreamer number three, George, he notes that he can't remember the weather. It was nighttime. And it's not a recurring dream. He writes to us, I was in a mountain area cabin. 
I went outside for fresh air, and I heard a bull screaming. I was running towards it when I saw my nephew. I told him that I heard a bull screaming, and he and he said that that wasn't the bull. It was him, and I woke up. I don't know how bulls will scream, but I think that will. Yeah, <laughs> you know that probably me. I can only imagine it was a very interesting yell, at least perceived as such, right? Given the setting and what I know and how the dream transpires, I feel comfortable in stating that this dream is held within the animal realm, where the primary emotion or energetic culmination and currency is ignorance. I gather this from the fact that George, that George couldn't properly discern the weather, being nighttime and him responding instinctually but with a sense of confusion. The animal realm has a dreamer often feeling lost, unaware, uncertain, and dull. And this is how he felt. So he hears the bull screaming in pain. And when we look at this, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna I'm gonna make the call that this was an entity because this became a recognizable form that was his nephew. Now, nephews are typically a lot younger, right? Nephews are are, are you know teenagers, adolescents. Um, this might. I can't speak to how he sees his nephew, but the fact that he registered the energetic energetic makeup as his nephew is going to help him define why this portrayal was set up in this way. As uh, when we talk about opening up ourselves to the energetic exchange, this bull comes screaming. The intent of George is to now locate that bull. He finds his nephew. Now he's riddled with worry. Now he's riddled with concern, right? Like, what is my nephew doing here? I'm, I'm stuck on this mountain cabin alone. It's dark. And like my nephew, like I went around frantically looking for something and I found my nephew and I told him that there was a bull screaming. He's telling me that it was him screaming in pain. So now all my worry and all my concern and everything is being generated towards the, the, the kid, right? Towards the nephew, towards the entity. As much of a short dream as it was, this 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 entity still got its exchange. I, I can't speak to the amount because this there there wasn't much for, much to pick apart from this dream, right? This this guy probably had thirty seconds for this dream and it was just like that was strange. But in the future, for George and others, when we enter this realm, these dreams and these entities play off of our ignorance. Dreamers who constantly find themselves in this realm and in these kinds of dreams are those who have issues with boundaries, mainly your own. Had you been lucid and gone through this dream, instead of recycling your mental processes, you could have spoken to this dream figure and asked if it had a message for you. Not all beings, not all entities are predatorial, right? They, most are, but not, not all of them. Had the dream had the dream figure been an archetype, you could have found out a piece about you as to why you're there. And if the entity felt like telling you why, you would you could have found out why. One of the best ways to take yourself out of that situation in your waking state is to start turning towards your your own inner wisdom when you start dealing with things. Instead of feeling like you can't find the solution, instead of feeling like you don't know how to find the solution, instead of remaining in ignorance, trust yourself and ask yourself and if you don't know the answer trust yourself to find it the 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 cutoff of not being able to because of the x y and z factor just gives way to to us being set up all right um dreamer number four sanjay he notes it was cloudy and it was nighttime he doesn't know if it was recording or not but he writes to us I was in the city full of people, and everyone was worried and rushing, but I was calm. Then, then I started to see military people start arresting people, and it became very chaotic. Everyone was screaming and running. I was still very calm. The military arrested me. And this dream, unlike the other dreams before, this is, this is a different category of dream so we have three different 
levels of dreams. We have samsaric dreams, which are regular dreams, which are like, you know, our, our subconscious constructs and the dream figures and archetypes we find in there are from our own karmic traces and uh, the, the, the things we do are dictated by these constructs that we that we have pertaining to whatever's going on, right? We can become lucid in that stage and we can talk to them. So the the second one is dreams of clarity where you're dealing with karmic traces but you're dealing with them from an impersonal point of view given the perceived chaos of what was going on i believe that sanjay was in the hell realm but not like lorena was both of their dreams are non-lucid but lorena was a cog in the machine whereas Sanjay was a part that hadn't fully installed itself into the scene. He was impersonal, right? Had Sanjay taken the moment to question where they were instead of remaining impersonal, they would have made the proper transition from non-lucid to lucid, and they could have chosen to stay within this dreamscape or go off and explore. Dreams of clarity, they, they're not... They're not typical dreams you don't have those every night unless you have that kind of openness that kind of wanting to understand right if, if you're not if you're focused on cutting off everything else that you're seeing around you to make this fit then you're going to have these samsaric dreams where everything is dictated by by you right where, where, where your your energetic activity is going to be dictated by how you feel because it's it's just quote-unquote absolute sanjay's able to remain seamlessly still he he he's not he's not the rest of everybody else that is just acting like the the blades of grass in the wind he's the wind essentially in this dream had he fallen prey to what was going on more than sure that he would have been given up some some energy right even from just being arrested the willingness of giving giving up because you got arrested yeah okay they're just gonna take me now okay you're accepting that you're opening that you're you're opening yourself to this exchange of energy so i don't want to ever say i have favorites but out of the the five that we've had out of the five that we have here i i would say that 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 this this should be the one of the biggest lessons to learn because stuck in that realm where anger and everything else is the the primary factor right if you were sailing on a boat of emotion the the mast is is the anger that you're choosing right it's it's dictating where you're going and stuff he's able to see all this and he's able to just to remain him he's able to remain impersonal he's not applying himself to the situation and running off and and feeling like it's going to be chased he's not he's not fighting to free people he's not He's not engaging the scene as much as he is subtly engaging himself. And that is one of the best prerequisites to lucid dreaming. If you have that ability to become open and to judge and not just act like the proverbial two-year-old that, as I discussed earlier, you're able to make that kind of proper discernment where you're just like, what is going on, right? And you're impersonal, so you're not thinking this is going to affect you. So what happens? It doesn't affect you. So our dreamer number five, Natalia, she just notes that it was daytime and sunny. That's all that's on the notes. Um, she says, I was in a room with my mom. She was sitting in a chair and I, and I was looking out the window. All of a sudden, someone threw something inside the window that landed underneath my bed. The bed was big and, and was nicely done with, with the sheets. I'd look to see what it was, and it was seeds. I showed my mom, and we became so happy to see that it was seeds. So that was her dream. I think this might be one of the toughest dreams to break down because of the very, very little amount of information. There, there's enough to pick from. But what I'm going to start off by saying is that this is a samsaric dream. I do not believe this is one of clarity because there wasn't an impersonal state, right? There was, she was, she was going with the flow. She had her reactions and stuff. Let's start off with the realm, right? 
given the delightful position or uh, disposition of the realm and the happiness perceived i feel comfortable in stating that she was in the god realm of pleasurable distraction now it doesn't always mean that that you're being set up for the fall or you're being set up for something as i said earlier not all entities are are malevolent so is the mom an entity or an archetype the question is a bit of a it's a bit of a toss-up right it, it really depends on like it, it would have to be up to her to say if if this being looked pound for pound like her mom then yeah this is an archetype if this being had similar resemblances to mom or at least a quote-unquote mom persona then we can trust that that was an archetype mom is in the chair and you're looking out the window first a happy mother is a healthy indication of harmony a parent fabricated by self in the dream represents the side of us that contains the discipline and or nurturing side since mom was not going crazy in the dream i feel like the relationship that she has with her parents is of a positive one while she's staring out the window someone throws seeds underneath uh they they roll in and they fall underneath this 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 large bed a well-kept bed in itself can mean that you have at least a semblance of peace of mind and the seed represents a new growth and or increasing prosperity even though times might might be difficult since this is a samsaric dream we have to analyze these pieces and what they mean to 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 her and to the general population right a, a clean bed is a clean mind have you ever heard something like that like a a motto right if you if you want to want to help yourself set yourself up for success you got to clean your bed where you sleep or else the rest of your day is gonna be messy every like self-help book has started with that like you want to start with like changing the way that you feel about you and blah 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 make your bed every single morning yeah we're looking at a, at a nice clean large bed which means that her ability to, to to organize and her ability to get through things might be a lot stronger than she even realizes these these seeds they they come in they roll and they land underneath the bed is that a coincidence i don't think that's a coincidence why would seeds that why would seeds that indicate uh, 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 like a rougher starting point, right? Because getting the seed to grow is always tough. You don't want to overwater the seed. You don't want to underwater the seed. You have to find the right amount. But with a well-kept bed and a well-kept mind, you're going to be able to discern what's the proper amount. You're going to be able to be open to understand what that proper amount is. You and mom were ecstatic to see the seeds. Given the information that I've broken down, it seems as though a new part of your life that is being birthed has been sanctioned by other fractals of you, or at least another entity. Take this message with confidence. I believe that you're on the right track, and even though it may be difficult to start this path, you've chosen to tell yourself to trust the process. No matter what happens, stay by your side. The same way that I... I, it's such a toss-up to figure if it was an archetype or an entity. Either way, the, the figure seemed supportive in nature. So the same way you felt supported, just keep that self-support. I want to take the opportunity to invite the guests to listen to the podcast because obviously they will learn a lot more based on just like, not just like our episodes, but also like what you have to say in your own podcast. Introduce the podcast. I know we mentioned this several times, but... The podcast title is called Mental Realm of Existence. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Stitcher. You can find it on iHeartRadio. You can find it on Pandora. You can find it on, did I say Amazon? You can find it on Amazon. Um, I'm still having a content protection battle with Apple and Samsung because they're being finicky with me right now. But um, those will be uploaded to, to that as well. And within that podcast, I, the, you know, first one's an intro where I start breaking down what lucid dreaming is and what the dream state is for me. Um, the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth are all things to do to prepare for sleep. Mantras, how to prepare yourself for sleep, why the, the way we naturally fall asleep, quote unquote, naturally fall asleep now is, is like a huge hindrance to us. For anyone listening, we shouldn't be 
focusing on tuning out from sleeping anymore, the same way we shouldn't be focusing on tuning out the efficacy of spirituality, the, the, the nature of spirituality. What's the difference between spirituality and science other than the fact that we've been able to quote unquote quantify this data that we put in science? Is science not just the practice of things we don't know until we can understand them? So why wouldn't lucid dreaming be the exact same thing? You, you have these regular dreams, the samsaric dreams that arise from the slivers of you that try to deliver messages to you. You have the ability to have these, uh, these dreams of clarity where you remain impersonal, where you can meet beings and you can actually investigate the area. You can learn how to meditate or, or even practice the, the lucid dream yoga that, that, that you can learn in this book. You, you can attain enlightenment. You can you can learn. Uh, there's a really cool thing called the uh, feeling tone or hearing tone, I think, and it's the body's natural frequency emission. You can learn and feel that tone. I've done it myself, where my body, like in my dream state, my body is just turned into one giant vibrating pulse, and it, it's just. It's just the frequency. It's my makeup that I'm enveloping myself in. People can do things like that. It's not just a matrixy kind of world where we visit and we spend a little bit of time in it. This is actually a third of our lives. We spend two thirds trying to trying to battle our way through to to have this one third to quote unquote rest and and leave everything alone. But just because we we leave it alone for the night doesn't mean that it's done with us. If you've been hurting me and you've been abusing me for so long and you go to bed and you don't want to hear from me, what makes you think I'm going to care that you don't want to hear from me? You know, you, you've poured energy, you've poured sentience into who I am. I have the ability to form full sentences with you now because you've given me so much time and energy and I want the same thing back. I have messages for you. I have things I have to tell you. I, I think that this, uh, I think if we were to look at this and expand upon it, I can't do it myself because I don't have a team of other uh, Oniranauts, as they're called, the people who study dreams. But I believe the the understanding of the logic of multiple personality syndrome, schizophrenia, uh, uh, even being lost in a coma, in a comatose state for X amount of, of time is is the, the, the energetic travel of self, right? It's it's you. It's you going somewhere and it's you coming back or not coming back with something. So I, I, I believe that even though lucid dreaming has been around in practice for over a thousand years, at least in Tibetan culture, because there, there's dream practices in, in Indian culture as well. There's dream practices in different cultures all around the world, except for really in, in, our, in our society, in our state, right? This, this has been... This has been something that we've been learning since 1960, 1970. And even back then, when when the first psychologist was running around saying, these dreams mean something, everyone's like, you're stupid. This is a rest state. Like, they're, they're just pictures and images. They don't mean anything. It, it wasn't until people were able to scientifically quantify data of, of a, there, there's like a, a thing called, uh, Sviled, S-V-I-L-D, signal verified induction of lucid dreaming. They put nodes on your face and they put little nodes on top of your eyeballs. And what your job is at night is to become lucid because when you're in REM state, when you're dreaming, you have rapid eye movement. That's, that's, that's what REM is, rapid eye movement. So they wait for these people to enter dream state and then they do left, right. They have signals. Today, I'm going to do 10 lefts and two rights. And that's how you know that I'm, I'm lucid. That's how you know that I that's how you know that you're able to track. Now, we learned that science and we're like, okay, cool. So you actually are conscious within the state. What we're not realizing is we're picking up signals from different entire realms of existence that are accessible through the ports of chakra within our own body. And the 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 amazing part is that this this is still on an upswing. This kind of tech, this kind of science, this understanding of self is on the upswing. Humanity is slowly learning about themselves. The generation before, the generation that came before me and you, our parents and, and, our, and everyone else before was taught to take the hits and keep on moving. 
our generation started speaking out about our traumas. The generations that are coming after us have so much trauma, but they don't know how to deal with it. This is the same thing we're doing in our dreams. We're just noticing it now in our waking state, how truly helpless we leave ourselves to be because of our lack of understanding. I, I wholeheartedly believe that when enough people are able to, to take their sleeping more seriously and able to retain their consciousness within their dream state, that this, this will be known as a full-blown act of evolution. We're, we're, we're accessing a third of our lives that we have cut off from ourselves. It's like, it's like we're all flies and we're all born in the same little patch of flies. And they're like, oh, what are these, what are these nice translucent things on my back? Oh, it's just help. It, it's, it's meant to help the wind not push you so far. It's a shield against the wind. Not telling you that these, these wings are meant for taking off and flying because they don't even know the wings are meant for taking off and flying. And then, you know, the same way you see spiritual people throughout your world, the same way you feel that, 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 that power being drawn or being exposed to you, the same way another fly would see a different fly flying and I like, how do I get from here to there? Lack of, the lack of understanding, the, the lack of trying to, to utilize our 10 to understand our 90 is, is, is asinine. We can't, we have to open ourselves up and understand there's an entire mountain of self and ego that has been collected. There's a dumping ground in each one of these realms that we just, we saturate ourselves in. And instead of understanding why, we just choose to trudge through. Every time I talk to you, I learn something new through the dream state. So that's awesome. Guys, we have fought tooth and nail for two weeks to make this podcast episode happen. And there's been things outside of our own personal forces that have tried to interfere with this. And if someone's trying to stop you enough, you're doing something right. So please take this episode with all the gravitas that it actually has. Understand that, that you're, able to, you're able to find your own way to become whole. You're able to heal yourself and, and your trauma, you're able to take uh, people who have PTSD, cyclical nightmares. You're able to, to, to end that once and for all, and not with a bullet, but with a dream. You're able to, to wake up and think about the things that you've gone through and see them just from an observational and impersonal point of view. We, we shouldn't be focused on separating self from ego because we feel that there is a void inside of us. In actuality, every piece of atom, every every atom in our being is ninety nine percent space. Right? We are the void. We are the void. We are retained and activated consciousness sifting through the void, and we shouldn't confine ourselves to one spot because we don't understand. Well, thank you so much, Jose, for joining us on another episode. I really appreciate all your input and your insight on lucid dreaming and interpretations of dreams and the things that we could do to be better, do better. And even when we're sleeping, right? If we don't have enough time to do something, do it in your sleep, right? So I, I appreciate you coming on board. Everybody should go check out your episodes and your your um, your podcast and keep us posted when that book is up. Absolutely. I'm excited to come back in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Once you, once you have your book out, we have to get you back up here and mm -hmm. We'll talk about the book. Have a great one and enjoy yourself. Thanks, you too. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Share this episode with someone who's on their spiritual journey. And make sure you're following me on all social media platforms. The link to those platforms are in the description. Make sure you guys are following those. Reach out to me if you guys have any questions or concerns. Or would just like to make a comment on the current episode. Thank you guys so much once more. And I hope you guys have a great one.